The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of the Belmont Media Center or the Town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Welcome to the Hopeless Fancast, the podcast that loves fans as much as fans love pop culture. I'm your host, Eileen Maxson. Before you listen to our show, be pre-warned. There will be spoilers. For today's episode, we are talking with Molly from Waltham about the TV show Jane the Virgin. Hey, Molly, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to it. Awesome. I'll start off with a question that I ask everybody. What do you love about Jane the Virgin? All right. So I could go on and on for hours, but I just love that it is both silly and quirky, but it also touches on really relevant issues. Mm -hmm. The show first premiered while I was in grad school, and I just remember that my course load, when it first came out, I was covering some really deep, dark, heavy stuff. Uh And having a show like this that was just really lighthearted and funny with a strong female lead, oh my goodness, it was like a light at the end of the tunnel every single day when I would finish my work for the day. I knew that I could have something to look forward to that I could actually laugh and be relaxed and Gina Rodriguez is yeah. <laughs> amazing oh my goodness I've become like her number one fan since this first aired and I've seen everything that she's been in oh my god I could I could go on forever I just love it that's wonderful yeah like I I saw she's in a movie Gina Rodriguez like like recently where she plays this really badass character is it it's like Bala Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I I knew her from Jane the Virgin, where Mm -hmm. she's Jane, and this very, you know, nice and not a perfect person, but like a really moral person. So when I saw, you know, this promo for this Mm -hmm. movie, I was like, you're like, oh my goodness, who is this? What? Yeah. (laughs) Because she goes from being this like really wholesome character, and then you see her in these movies where she's suddenly with a machine gun, and you're like, excuse me, (laughs) what are we doing here? But I will definitely say that my love of her has made me branch out and now I've seen like sci-fi movies that she's been in and I really was excited when Miss Bala came out uh-huh. also because with the movies that she's in and with Jane the Virgin yeah. so many things are crossover English and Spanish yes. and I'm trying so so hard to learn Spanish and that's the other reason why I love Jane the Virgin is that because so much of it happens in Spanish and yes. with subtitles or even without subtitles and so it's a great way it reinforces all of my duo lingo efforts yes so. <laughs> yeah i've been using duolingo too recently <laughs> and, and you're right it's 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 totally the sort of thing where it's like oh i just learned that word yeah you know? yeah. yeah are there yeah. things that you know you hear them speaking and then you can see it on the screen and you're like i do know these words look at me go yeah yeah <laughs> awesome uh so do you have a favorite character oh my goodness let's see I I do really love Rogelio. Yes. He is just, 
he's goofy, he's silly, he's larger than life, he makes the most ridiculous mistakes, but he has such a good heart, and he's such a good guy, and when he first started on the show to where they are now, and with the final, you know, season premiering this week, yes, um, yes. he has just, he's always there for a laugh, but when he gets serious, and when he gets really sensitive, and there's some really heartfelt moments in there that make you really love him, yeah. but I think my favorite thing is the Rogelio ringtone and alarm, that it like trills and it's another beautiful day to be Rogelio and I just I think (laughs) it's just so perfect and it captures all of him but a couple weeks ago I was out with a friend we were getting burritos and I look up at the tv playing in the restaurant and it's a telenovela with him on it oh my gosh and my friend and I looked at each other and we were like did you know he's actually in telenovelas (laughs) oh wow look at that and so I mean I am definitely a white girl who grew up in the suburbs, but I really appreciate this show because it has made me broaden my horizons and my worldview, and it's exposed me to a lot of other things. And I think that the media we consume, it's really important to have those experiences too. And I think that something that Gina Rodriguez is passionate about, you see it on her Instagram and in the show, is that they have a really diverse representation of characters and experiences and people, and I really love that about the show. Yeah, yeah, I really love that too. I looked up Rogelio's actor, actually, on, on Wikipedia when yeah. I was you know, preparing, and it, it's it's really amazing how many telenovelas he's been on. Mm-hmm. He's been on, like, I want to say, like, ten telenovelas. Oh, my goodness. It's it's fantastic. I'm totally going to have to, like, you know, track it. Yeah, them right? down, right? <laughs> it's like they've got to be on YouTube. And something. once our Spanish gets good enough, we can actually watch them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the show is predominantly about relationships, mm-hmm. which is something that I really love because they show this wide variety of relationships and relationships that can be so important to the characters, even if they're not conventional. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean, I do, I really love the show because it has the strong relationships between mother, daughter, grandmother, granddaughter, grandmother, mother, you know, that whole, the whole Villanueva family. Right. I love seeing that change and evolve. And, you know, you get to see who takes turns parenting who. But I also, I love the romantic relationships. I love the actual, the friendships on the show. And I think it helps remind you that there are all of the different parts of a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we think your mom is just your mom, but your mom also has their relationship with their, you know, significant other and with their friends and with their own mom and how that impacts your own life. And I just love that no matter what in this whole show, Jane is never a damsel in distress. She is right. such a strong woman that she can go out there and everyone knows that she's capable. Yeah. But it's how they all support each other. And I really love that. And I love this even more because I actually started watching the show with a group of friends from grad school that we would get together every week. Oh, nice. Um, and then once we finished our program and all went our separate ways, we still keep in touch. That's and wonderful. And we'll still chat about the show. And, you know, the text will go out, oh, my gosh, did you see it? Or <laughs> I love it. Or, you know, one of my friends has also joined my Gina Rodriguez fan club over here. So wonderful. We, we keep in touch over that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I – and I commented to my husband, which, you know, my husband watches all the TV with me, mm-hmm. how it's really interesting that I could relate to both – Jane and her mother because you know on one hand you have Jane who's in kind of like the beginning of her career the beginning of her relationships and whatnot 
And I kind of, you know, could see, you know, myself in a lot of that. But at the same time, I'm also older. I have some older kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, My son is 14, you know, almost 15. And so, you know, I could also kind of relate to where she was in Mm -hmm. her life, which I thought was just this really great kind of, because they're they're all just so very relatable. Oh, totally. And I, I really think it spans generations and that going into this, I I remember telling my mom, like, oh, yeah, I'm staying in tonight, going to catch up on my shows. She's like, what is that? I can't believe you're, like, watching a show called Jane the Virgin. What kind of show is called Jane the Virgin? And then now she's hooked. Nice. And now she's texting me, like, oh, my gosh, Molly, when does it start? Are we ready? And now I have to be like, Mom, I don't have cable, so stop texting me spoilers. Like, you need to hold back because I have to wait the next day for Hulu. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, but it's really fun to be able to see the different relationships. And I have turned so many people onto this show. And I love it now because even people who – my mom is a total – mystery detective kind of show junkie Uh and this has that for her right and then I've got my sister who loves if there's anything romantic she'll watch it well look at that we've got that for her too yeah and so I just love that it spans genres it has you know something for I I imagine that this show is very appealing to many people from many backgrounds and ages because there is a storyline that piques your interest some way somehow at any point Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting how many storylines there are going on at any time. Mm -hmm. And you would think that it would get kind of top-heavy that way, but it really doesn't. No, No. it's so smooth how they do it. And I just remember being a little kid and making fun of my mom for all the soap (laughs) operas that she would watch. And I just remember, like, it would be the summer, and she was a teacher, so she'd be home from school in the Mm -hmm. summer, too. She'd be watching, like, Guiding Light or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, my goodness, this is that person's next nephew and father and brother and how many things are going on and now this show has it too but I will say I think that they do it a little bit smoother on this than they did on any of the soap operas that I grew up watching with my mom definitely yeah yeah well there's also like you know soap operas they sometimes get the reputation of doing things that are just so unbelievable Mm -hmm. that you know you just kind of have to like grit your teeth and bear it but for some reason in Jane the Virgin they managed to keep it so that it's like, this is entirely improbable, but right. I believe it. Well, you know? I, I think it's because the Jane, her personality and her story is so real. And at times, you know, it's not always easy for her. There are tough things that come up. And so I think that she, her character keeps things really grounded. Mm-hmm. Even when you have times where you've got this international drug lord who's pulling <laughs> off a rubber face I and know, like right? running this drug ring underneath hotels, you still have Jane as a character who's trying to figure out what it means to surprise, be a mom at a young age when she wasn't planning on it. Right. And then, you know, all of the other various things that happen along the way. She's still a real person experiencing this. So I think that that really helps you tie it to reality, even when it's so ridiculous, crazy, like things that could never or would never happen. And then, you know, the little part of you that says, but what if it is happening? Right. Right? (laughs) Like, what if there is a drug ring that's happening? I mean, what if it's happening in the Boston area? We never know. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that there isn't, you know, fake plastic surgery (laughs) criminals going on, but hey. Who knows, right? For someone else to figure out, not me. Right, right. Yeah. 
so so Jane. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about Jane. Yes. Jane is is so amazing and you know, but at the same time, while she's so amazing, she's also a flawed character in mm-hmm. a lot of ways that really humanizes her in Totally. You know, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And she's got there's certain things I will admit as much as I love the show, I love Gina Rodriguez. Every time that she turns to her son Mateo and says Mr. Sweetface, oh god. I want to like <laughs> chuck something through the TV screen, especially because you know, you've got the beginning, he's a baby, babies are cute whatever right but i don't know what it is like maybe four-year-old three-year-old four-year-old mateo oh my god this kid is just a little brat and i'm sorry i love kids (laughs) i work with children yeah i love working with children and i myself am not a mother so i'm not ever gonna tell someone how to raise their child but every time that she calls him mr sweetface especially when he's doing something that is just like not okay oh my god it makes me so frustrated but i i also see the relationship where Mm -hmm. people try to tell her what to do and I think you see that with your own family of, you know, your grandmother telling your mother something and your mother telling you something. Yeah. And you just have to be able to try things yourself and see what works. But, God, I – Mateo is just not not my favorite, though we would not have a show without him. So Right, right. It's true. Yeah, I totally get that. Like, you know, having children myself, there are times when it's like, you know, Mateo is, is misbehaving terribly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jane is trying to – do you know various ways of of trying to get him to not misbehave and there's a lot of times when you know as a parent I'm like you know I wouldn't tell anybody else how to raise their Mm -hmm. kids either but it's like that's not gonna work uh you know you're this is but it's also mm. really funny because you see some of the tactics that she tries are like straight out of the new new theories and ideas and like trendy ways to parent and I see it all the time because of the nature of my work and you know there's all those Facebook groups that are like parents of this community and you see parents being like I've tried this new technique what do you think about it and I I so I envision that in all of the time that we don't see Jane, she probably would be in one of those Facebook groups looking for parenting advice. It's I mean, just... Yeah, yeah. Her 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 own mom was, you know, a teenager mm-hmm. when she was a kid. Yeah. So so I can totally see her, you know, because she's she's so dedicated to like finding things out mm-hmm. and making charts and yes. you know, figuring things out on her own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, parenting is a hard thing to figure <laughs> out on your own. I mean, you know, again, speaking from experience. That, you know, it, it's the sort of thing where, you know, you do look for answers mm-hmm. and sometimes the answers you find are not the right ones. Right. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There there was a, a storyline in, I think, season four mm-hmm. where Alba, who is Jane's grandmother, uh, spanks Mateo. Ah, yes. And Raphael is like, no, you mm-hmm. do not do that to my son. And Jane, you know, was, was the same way. Um, but also trying to kind of, you know, walk the line between, well, yes, she shouldn't be spanking our kid, but at the same time, this is her house. Right, so, so have we have to, to be... respect her right. because we're in her space. Right, oh my gosh, exactly. What, what a weird place to be in. And it sparked a conversation. I, I remember watching that episode with my boyfriend next to me, and he doesn't typically watch with me, mm-hmm. but – you know, we stopped and had the conversation of like spanking. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing where it's like, you know, my parents were of the generation where you spank kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that was something that I experienced. But I definitely like, you know, if I had my kids at my parents place and, you know, one of them spanked them, I would be exactly oh, the same yeah. as, as uh, uh, Raphael. That, yep. You know, no, you don't do that to my mm-hmm. kids. So, you know, they're very... You know, there are things that are, like, 
really far out that happened. But then they're balanced with these very real and uh, down-to-earth issues. Absolutely. And things that are so relevant to what's going on in current society. Yeah. So the whole storyline with Alba becoming a citizen. Yes. Or when, I think it was in the very first season, when Alba gets pushed down the stairs. Yes. And she's too scared to report anything because she's not documented. Right. And it's just... It's it's real. It happens all around us that mm-hmm. people are going through these same things. And I do love that the writers are able to put in these little jabs here and there yes. that you can tell exactly where all these people stand <laughs> on all of the different issues that they bring up. Right, right. And I really appreciate that because I think that it brings real life issues into pop culture yes and i think that the cast of this show is doing an amazing job using their platform and their heightened audiences to bring light to a lot of these issues and i think that that's really important especially when you look and i have a whole background in youth work so i always look at things in like what kind of media are we putting in front of teenagers and preteens what are they getting out of it and i feel like this is a show that actually has a conscience Yes. Um, and so it makes me hopeful that maybe some teenager will be paying attention and we'll see the little jabs there that they're making at the current state of politics and our government. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they'll see it and be inspired or maybe they'll follow one of them on Instagram and decide, you know what, I want to learn more about this or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic the way that they humanize totally. you know, these issues. Totally. Um, you know, particularly with Alba. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that the when she goes to take her uh, citizenship test mm-hmm. that's like one of my favorite moments they get there late mm-hmm. and the guy at the door says you can't come in because you're late and there's her you know who desperately wants to become a citizen yes and then there's jane who desperately wants her to become a citizen mm-hmm. and then there's the amara who has had cancer yep I think it's right after she it's is, like has very had surgery. Soon after. Yeah, she's yeah, still yeah. recovering. She's in rough shape. Yeah, yeah. And she like, you know, she has like a receptacle that mm-hmm. has like yeah. runoff from her wound. Yeah. And she says, Look, you know, mm-hmm. I am here. Here is, you know, what's going on. And like make this happen. Exactly. Let's you are this. letting her in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, so fantastic that in that one moment it really shows us exactly who these women are. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, like you were saying also with Alba, one of the things that I remember, there was an episode where someone yells at her for speaking Spanish in the gift shop. Yes, yeah. And I just thought so much about things that you see in day-to-day life of like, hey, listen, buddy, there's a reason we don't have a national language in the United States. Yep. She also does speak English. And the way that I think of it is she already speaks more languages than I can. Yeah. So, wow, how cool is that? Like, I wish I could speak to someone in Spanish in a store and understand what was happening, but I can pretty much tell them that I eat an apple or I drink milk, and that's the extent of my Spanish right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, shout out Duolingo, but... Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it shows you those things that you see that in the news now of people getting in fights or inciting violence in public because someone's not speaking English. Yeah, And yeah. that doesn't mean that they are any less, or that doesn't mean that they don't know English, but why shouldn't they be able to speak their language, especially when you see so many people who come into the country after leaving bad situations? Yeah. That language is such a connection to their home. Yeah. Let them have it. You Definitely. Know? And yeah. maybe while you're at it, learn Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you know, if somebody's having a private conversation, mm-hmm. 
Why does it matter whether right. or not you it understand what they're saying? You. Not yeah. everything is about English-speaking white people. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it is very true. So, yeah. So, one of the big things also about the show, one of the central things, is the romance. Oh, my goodness. The romance. Um, there's and, – and so many different, you know, like you have Jane with her romances. And mm-hmm. you have Ziamara with her romances. And you have Alva with her romances. Oh, yes. And it's fantastic because you have these three women in this, these three, you know, very mm-hmm. specific parts of life who are all experiencing love and, you know, in their own ways. Yes. So, Jane's love life. Yes. Extremely complicated. Very, very complicated. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah. So you have Michael. Mm-hmm. You have Raphael. Yes. And then you have Adam, mm-hmm. briefly. Very, yes. So so are you team Michael, team Raphael, team Adam? Oh, my Adam? goodness. It's so Some hard. Some combination. Yeah. I'm definitely not team Adam. Yeah. That's easy for me. I'm just not, not into it. And I don't want to give so many spoilers. Well, you can spoil everything. Okay, great. Like, yeah, that's 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 part of the show. The okay, very, wonderful. Yeah, at um, the very beginning, we're like, you know, there will be spoilers. We good. spoil everything okay, as long as it's yeah. out there. Yes. So I was really pleased with how things were going at the end of the last season with Jane and Raphael, and yes. I was so on board with them getting together and you know finally having this life, especially because that romance is not the easy romance. That definitely takes work to be in that relationship. Relationship. Yeah. And I think that it, it's real. And I think that Jane and Raphael really balance each other out and make each other better people. And so I was so excited about that. Yeah. I was so ready for it. And then you have Michael. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if things had been back when they had gotten married and he was, you know, when he supposedly died, right. I would have been like, oh my gosh, bring Michael back. Because yeah. she spent so much of her life so sad about losing her husband, which of course, like, I don't know what I would ever do if I were in that situation. I would never get out of bed and I would, you know, cry until there were no tears left to be had. And so you want that relationship to happen because it feels like it was supposed to happen. But I also loved what she was developing with Raphael, especially because, you know, this wasn't their first time together. They had tried, failed, tried again. And so I really was excited. I thought maybe it's finally going to happen. And now I just don't know. Yeah. I have no clue what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel I feel like she she loves Michael and she loves the idea of her what her life would have been like with Michael yeah. that I don't know that she'll ever be able to be with Raphael now that Michael's alive. Even yeah. if Michael has some issues cuz I can only imagine what he experienced in that amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. that he probably has been through some horrible things because Sin Rostro exists. Right. Um, <laughs> so you know that something horrible has happened, but yeah. Yeah. I I feel like Jane is going to probably head back towards Michael just because that's what she's been waiting for. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I think that Raphael has only become a better person since knowing Jane. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I was I was totally on board with Jane and Raphael getting back together. Right. And for exactly the same reasons mm-hmm. that, you know, Raphael was a better person because of Jane. Yes. Is a better person because of Jane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, they worked on that love. They right. worked on being friends. They worked on being able to work together. The the romance did not come easy, and they they built it up. So the thing with Michael, yes, <laughs> oh my god, and and yeah, oh my god. Uh, so so yeah, so that was basically like the last thing that you see. Yep. in season four is him standing there. So part of me really really hopes for that reason that it's not actually Michael. Oh my goodness, 
right? Because the first season we had the the guy's twin. What's his name? Roman Zazo, his twin. Right, right. And then they fooled us. We have Petra and Anushka. Right. So maybe we have another twin in here. Maybe we're trying to pull some magic. Or maybe we've got Sinrosho printing out some more face masks and exactly. trying to fool the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. It's pretty clear that Sinrostro is determined to ruin Raphael's life. Seriously. Uh, yeah. That just makes me wonder, like, there's got to be something deeper. Like, she already killed his father. She already yeah. ruined Louisa. Yeah. What more reason do we have to ruin Raphael? Yeah, yeah. And it's possible it has to do with his parents. Yes. Um, because, of course, in season four, we find out that the people that he thought were his parents were not actually his parents. Mm-hmm. The convent where he was, you know, was as a kid and was mm-hmm. picked up by his mother or his, you know, yeah. quote unquote mother. You know, they don't have the records anymore. Mm-hmm. They sold them to Sinrostro. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so she obviously has some vested interest in that. Mm-hmm. And either it's just to screw over Raphael for one reason or another because she's a terrible person and, uh-huh. you know. She, the worst yeah, kind of human. Yeah. Terrible, terrible person. <laughs> Either it's just to screw him over just because she's bad, or there is some history there. Yeah, and yeah. I can only imagine how they're connected, and I'm so curious because we know that Rose's mom, stepmom, was also Raphael's mom, right? When she disappeared, mm. there was like some yeah. weird connection yeah. there that they were more connected than they should have been. Right. And that's when I had one of my, oh my goodness, this is worse than my mom's soap opera right. moments. <laughs> Um, that they're, like, way too interconnected. And so I can only imagine who his biological parents are. Right, right. And what curveballs we're going to see. Yeah, that's definitely something that is is coming up because we didn't get an answer to any of that in season four. And knowing that this is the last season. I know, right? So it's like I feel like they could take it and keep running with it forever and I would keep watching forever. Right. Um, But I'm also (laughs) glad that this is the last season because I feel like so many shows that I ever watched as a teenager or even in the past couple years – they went on just a little too long. Yeah. And so I'm kind of glad that we're going to have this season. We're going to wrap things up. And we know that there's an end in sight. Yeah. Because there's certain other shows. Like, I mean, I've watched Grey's Anatomy since it started. Mm. And we're on, what, season 13, 14? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's, it's too much. I still watch every week. I'm a sucker. But <laughs> you're kind of just like, will it ever end? Or other shows that I remember watching as a teenager, like One Tree Hill. Mm. That that should have ended. It yeah, never yeah. should have gone on. And it was honestly painful. I rewatched them all during college. And I just remember watching it and thinking, this is awful. And I'm so sorry for these people who had to live through another season of the show because it's just painful to watch. Yeah. yeah. And the dialogue is horrible and the storylines are horrible. And just give up while you're ahead. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I am kind of glad that we're ending on a good note. And a lot of the people in this show have already had super exciting things happen in their career careers and have become more widespread and more known throughout the world. I don't even know. Like Justin Baldoni, who plays Raphael, Mm -hmm. just directed a movie. What is it? Five Feet Apart. 
Um, and yes, it's, it's in theaters yeah. now. Um, yeah. I have one of those AMC A-list things that I can see however many movies. And so I went and saw it by myself this weekend. And I swear I was the oldest person in the theater <laughs> by at least like a decade, which was surprising because I'm 25. Like, right, right. No, it was all 13, 14-year-old girls oh who were gosh. like screaming every time people kissed or every time oh people touched or like – you know, just being teenagers, right, right. and it was hysterical, but I felt like, okay, I have to see it because he's been working on this, and I've watched him for however many years now, and so uh-huh. I'll go see what he put out. And, I mean, it's exciting to see that they, all of the people from the show are going out there and working on more projects and, you know, fighting for causes that they're passionate about, and I really love seeing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, all of them are just, the acting in this show mm-hmm. is so fantastic. Oh, my goodness, absolutely. Like, you know, it's it's all completely believable, and then, you know, also just, like, I want to say, it, it's like, it's never quite over the top, but mm-hmm. it gets, like, way up there it sometimes. It approaches the top. It approaches the top, <laughs> yeah. It never quite goes over, but I think probably my, my favorite uh, acting job yes. is Petra and oh Aneshka. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, it's twins mm-hmm. played by the same actress, and it's so amazing because, like, when she's Petra, she's mm-hmm. obviously Petra, and yeah. when she's Aneshka, she's obviously Aneshka. Right. And then they start, you know, oh my pretending to be each other. When she's Petra pretending to be Aneska, pretending to be Petra, sometimes I feel like I need to make a diagram because you're like, okay, wait, but she's blonde right now, and wait, but no, she's got an accent right now, and who am I watching? What is this? Right, right. And to realize that it's all the same person. Yeah, yeah. Look at her go. It's like, it's it's amazing. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my favorite, like, acting performance of the show. Uh, Do you have a favorite favorite performance? Oh, I mean, that's really, really good. Good. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, I love watching. I love it all. I don't even know. I just love all of them. (laughs) I really love seeing the different people who come on who I've seen on other shows. Yes. Um, I love all the cameos. I love every time that Rogelio somehow knows a celebrity and then you've got Brooke Shields on there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then you've got – I just remember there being an episode with Gloria Estefan. And you're like, oh, my goodness, it's Gloria Estefan and she's on this show. And I just love that they're able to make all these connections because why wouldn't we make these connections in Miami when your father's a telenovela star? Right, right. And there was the one episode where Britney Spears oh my God, was on, yes. like with her entourage. Yes, and, and they everything. all walk in doing the same little dance. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hysterical. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love the Brooke Shields. Like, they, they actually, they're actually using her, like, as a character in the show. So mm-hmm. they, they changed her name yes. uh, to, what what was it? River, River. River Fields. Yeah. But, like, you know, uh, when I was watching with, with Pete, my husband, he's like, you know, okay, so Riverfield, so this is somebody who is, you know, supposed to be Brooke Shields. Mm-hmm. And then she actually came on the screen, and I'm like, no, that that's that's actually Brooke, Brooke Shields. Shields. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Which is, Eyebrows yeah, and all. Exactly. <laughs> and also, you know, she is a big, huge, uh, you know, proponent of education about postpartum depression, mm-hmm. which was, you know, how she wound up coming on the show because uh, Rogelio, he, he had a relationship mm-hmm. where uh, I don't – I don't remember if they actually, like, slept together or if she got a hold of his sperm for some reason. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I think ultimately it probably ended up being a sperm donation situation. Yeah. Because especially seeing how much they hated each other. Yeah. They really did. They really, they really, really hated they, each they other. They really still do. Yep. But, you know, Rogelio, God bless him. 
is refusing to say mean things to this woman mm-hmm. because this is the mother of his child. Yes. And it's it's so amazing, like, watching that. And also watching her. I don't remember her first name. Uh, her last name is Factor. Factor. Yeah. Because it's the De La Vega Factor Factor. Exactly. Yes. Is it Marcy? Possibly. I feel like that sounds right. I, I don't like, know. Yeah. I could look it up, but... <laughs> Anyway. Oh, well. Oh, well. But yeah. Uh, Darcy. So, Darcy. 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 Fa- yes. Darcy yes. Factor. Having her witness the way that Rogelio and Ziamara interact and the way that the Villanueva family, you know, interacts and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then her starting to get, you know, a little bit better. Yeah. She yeah. totally humanizes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that just being around the Villanueva family has that effect on people. It's true. It's true. Yep. But so she has a baby, which is Rogelio's. Yes. And oh my uh, God. a baby yeah. named Baby. They named the baby Baby. Oh. Yeah. They gave the baby a good middle name. Yes. They called her uh, Michaelina. Michaelina. Yeah. Yep. Uh, named after Michael mm-hmm. because Michael was not only Jane's husband, but, but also Rogelio's best friend. Yep. Which was so... The best bromance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. So yeah. So then uh, Rogelio decides that he wants to, you know, he wants to stay home. He wants to take care of his child. Mm-hmm. And he starts kind of having a, a rough time of it. Yeah. And says, you know, oh, I, I, I looked it up. I know what this is. I'm having, you know, paternal postpartum depression yeah. oh my goodness yeah yeah and oh. like you know of course brooke shields who is mm-hmm. very much a an activist for postpartum depression her character river fields basically comes on and says no you, you you can't do that that that's terrible you know it doesn't exist and then they get on like the talk together yes. oh my goodness um and then she winds up getting attacked by a wolf that was like brought on the oh talk and stuff yeah. oh my god totally like ridiculous you know, very ridiculous yeah but that's that's such a great yeah. it is yeah it totally is i wonder if she'll be on the next season i know right i hope so i mean yeah. she's supposed to be like in his show right so, so maybe we'll see her again yeah yeah you never know yeah with her like implanted eyebrows oh my gosh uh because but now know, it's got me yeah. thinking i'm like ooh, should i get my eyebrows microbladed would that be cool could i be river <laughs> fields i don't know right 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 <laughs> yeah yeah like, I um, want insurable, trademarked eyebrows. That would be I great. Know, right? Yeah. Well, one of the good, the good things, too, about the show, and, you know, which we see with Darcy, and we also see it with River Fields, because, mm-hmm. you know, she's kind of a villain. And then she winds up spending time with Ziamara while Ziamara is recovering from mm-hmm. cancer. And, you know, she starts kind of understanding where, you know, people are coming from. So one of the good things that the show does is that we have these people who are villains, mm-hmm. quote unquote, yes, who then wind up becoming like they never stay just mm-hmm. villains. And I think Petra is also a great example yes. of that. That you yes. start off being like, "Who is this awful woman?" Yeah, and then she still has times where she's rough around the edges, mm-hmm. but. When you realize that she was raised by Magda, you're like, okay, all right, she has an excuse for being this horrible sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. But she even has become a real person who cares about people. And, yeah. you know, even though she has her flaws and, you know, the things that are not great, she's trying and she's made herself better. And, yeah, again, another humanized person. She also, I think Petra's a really good example of how women can be strong and women can be in charge Mm -hmm. and she's not bossy she's 
the boss. Right. And I right. think reminding us of that kind of mindset and flipping yeah. the conversation because so many times women in that position are just seen as being bossy and yeah. too much. And I think yeah. Petra shows us, like, nah, she runs the show. Yeah. Petra knows what's going on. It's true. And she's awesome. Yeah. And we should yeah. respect her for it instead of hating on her for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is still really easy to hate on her for it. It's, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. But I like yeah. her now. Yeah, me too. I like her, and I think that she's actually trying, and I'm also really interested in her relationship with the other Jane. Yes. <laughs> JR. JR, who's yeah. played by Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Yes. Like, she's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's funny, because I never would have imagined that I would see Rosario Dawson on Jane the Virgin. Yeah. I just wouldn't have <laughs> thought to put that together, but like, she's, she's kind of so a, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, because she's kind of a bigger, you know, yeah. movie star. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So, you never know. You could go from Rent one day to Jane the Virgin a decade later. Yep. And yep. then to dating Cory Booker. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh apparently gosh. Rosario Dawson is dating Cory Booker. So, wow. who would have known? Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that relationship is really interesting. Yeah. And I, I really love the fact, because we, we don't see quite so much of kind of, you know, alternative relationships. Mm-hmm. You have kind of the the male and female relationships and mm-hmm. the, the whole gamut that that can run. From yes. friendships to romance, to, you know, familial, you know, whatnot. Um, but it's really not until the fourth season that we start getting a little bit more into, like, you know, Petra and Jane, mm-hmm. uh, Jr. Yeah, the other Jane. <laughs> the other Jane. Um, there's some confusion about that at one yes. point where Raphael thinks that Petra might be, you know, attracted to Jane and Jane might <laughs> be attracted to Petra. Which can you even imagine? My goodness. No, like, no. <laughs> the two <laughs> of them would not. not ever mix. No, no. Um, but then we also find out that Adam, who mm-hmm. is the the guy that is briefly in Jane's life, yes, before he then you know accepts a job out in L.A. After telling her that he wouldn't and that mm-hmm. he was going to stay for her, I mean, which yeah, that's... I was I was a little heartbroken for her because he went back on his word, yeah, and because yeah. she seemed like she was actually able to relax and have fun with him. It's true, you know. She's young, and she didn't get to have her 20s the way that she envisioned them. And I think that being with Adam gave her a little bit of that back. Mm -hmm. And so I think I was mostly just disappointed that he didn't keep his word. I didn't love them as a couple so much. You know, he was kind of take it or leave it, whatever. But I really was just sad because she thought, all right, he's choosing me. Someone's choosing me. We're going to do this. All right, never mind. Going to Los Angeles. See you later. Bye. Yeah. How awful. That was so sad. But yeah, but uh, it. It turns out that he was bisexual. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, the episode where they kind of dealt with that, where Jane's like, you know, okay, I'm weirded out by this. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be weirded out by this, but I'm weirded out by this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it kind of allowing her to kind of say, well, could I be attracted to women? Which, you know, is done in a very honest sort of way. Yes. Um, Where, you know, she she legitimately considers it. Mm -hmm. Uh, She almost makes out with her best friend. (laughs) Um, Uh (laughs) I remember like you know after that scene after they've talked it out like her her best friend like you know kisses her really quick on the lips and uh, and she's like you know you can't handle more than that (laughs) Um, which is is wonderful and I love the fact that they they've been exploring that sort of thing Mm -hmm. too oh actually I totally forgot Louisa is gay yes oh my goodness yes yeah yeah who is but uh, I I think it's really important to have those because it's so important to normalize seeing it on yes. primetime television on a major network. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, how many people are watching this now thinking like, oh, that's okay. 
Yeah. You know, like, or I'm seeing someone like me on screen. Yes. Um, And I think it's really interesting, though, and mm-hmm. I, this goes back into, like, Jane being a real person and having her own flaws, that she's super weirded out by the thought of Adam being bisexual. Right. But has no problem meeting JR and being like, yeah, of, of course Petra could be dating a woman right now. Right, right. And yeah, so, yeah. but it, it brings up some interesting questions, and I think it makes you think mm-hmm. about, is it okay that I'm weirded out? No, you shouldn't be weirded out. Right. You know, right. or no, that's a that's a person and they're allowed to be and encouraged to be with someone who makes them feel loved and wonderful. And I think it's really great the way that they explore things. And I think it's also interesting the way that they balance that with Alba's devout Catholicism. Yes. Yes. Um, that's a really interesting topic for me. And I yeah. think that looking at the three generations of that family, I think it's really interesting how Alba's really devout, really observant. Ziamara, not, not at so all. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she <laughs> values, I think, the tradition parts of it. Mm-hmm. And then having Jane figure out what role religion plays in her own life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what does it look like to be a 20-something in you know, modern society, raising a child and trying to figure out how to fit religion in there and, you know, having it be such a huge part of her upbringing, but will it play the same role for her son's life? I think it's really interesting watching that, especially when you sometimes see the themes of abortion. Yeah. Um, And I think that they touch on different topics in a really tactful way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, whether it's that or whether it's other things, they never really shame anyone on the show so much as saying like that's your decision and you're allowed to have your opinion I'm allowed to have my opinion Mm -hmm. we don't have to agree but I still love you as a person exactly yeah so I think that that is a really interesting thing that they do on the show one of the things I find interesting about the religion piece too is Raphael Mm -hmm. who starts off like no absolutely not I do not want my son to be religious at Mm -hmm. all and then kind of watching him, when he gets to the point where he's praying with Mateo, mm-hmm. praying with him because his grandmother is sick, you know, when, when Ziomara has breast cancer. And you have people coming from both sides because mm-hmm. you had Jane, who was extremely devout and devout yes. enough where she wanted to remain a virgin until she was married. Yes. And then him just completely not, mm-hmm. you know, probably anti-religion, if anything. Mm-hmm. And then kind of watching them both come towards, yes. you know, this middle ground. And again, that brings me back to why I am so much a fan of the Raphael and Jane relationship. Because yes. I think that they help each other see different perspectives and become better people and explore things that they never would have otherwise. It's absolutely true. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a really good example of that. Yeah. Oh, they're so great. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about, like, you know, what we think is going to happen in season yeah. five. But that's, like, that's kind of, like, central. It's, like, I, I need to know. I Yeah, I yeah. have to know. <laughs> and so it's funny because, you know, I, I like them on Facebook. And so I follow whatever announcements they give me. But I have to remember when I get home tonight that I have to unfollow them. Because right. they post all of these things that are relevant to whatever happened in that night's episode. And I'm on a 24-hour delay with my cableless life over here. Right, right. And so I'm, like, no, please don't spoil it because I can't wait to catch up on Hulu so yeah yeah (laughs) oh man yeah might have to go get an antenna just for that (laughs) just so I can watch it live it's true it's true well at least it's you know it is a broadcast channel so you know get a little old tv with the rabbit ears and you know yeah set that up yeah yeah just to just to see it yes yeah the things I do for tv I know right (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so true so 
you know, we've talked about Jane and her relationships. There's Yamara, who, yes. or Zoe, who has, you know, her own relationships mm-hmm. and at the same time has this on again and off again relationship with Rogelio. Oh, yes. They, yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. relationship. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, both of them, it's like, you know, all the characters, both of them are, you know, have their own flaws. Mm-hmm. Ziamara raised Jane on her own, even though Rogelio is her father, and, you know, is reintroduced to him much later on. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about, about that relationship? It's interesting because I that's another relationship where I feel like they are working to make each other better people. Yes. A hundred percent. Um yeah. I think that Zoe really balances Rogelio and Rogelio lets Zoe live out her dreams. Yeah. But at the same time, sometimes I want to shake both of them <laughs> and be like, Come on, people, let's have a real conversation here. And I'm glad that Rogelio ended up having his baby baby. Yeah. Um, because he so desperately wanted that opportunity but I yeah the whole time that he and Zoe were trying to figure out what does it mean to be a couple if she doesn't want to have more children right right you know I look at that and I look at my own relationship and I look at friends relationships I am having friends now who you know they'll go on dates with folks and when it gets serious enough to have that conversation of do you want children do you not want children I just feel so worried for them long term because I feel like you shouldn't go into a relationship being like, I'm going to change their mind, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's a weird place to be and... I'm glad that Rogelio now has his baby, but I also worry about what that's going to do to him and Zoe long term. Sure. Um, or what added stresses will come in. But I think that, you know, towards the end of the last season, we were seeing a better relationship and a better communication with Darcy. And so I'm hoping that things will only continue to get better and better. I love that after decades apart, they still come back to each other and still just help each other become the person that they want to be. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not a super romantic person, but seeing them, I'm like, oh my goodness, I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's just, I think it's wonderful to have so many examples of relationships on this show that are healthy relationships and that might not be conventional relationships, but show people working at love because it's not easy. And so I think that this show really helps show people that, that it's not just an easy fairy tale. Even when it is the love of your life, you have to put in the work. Yeah. And uh, when they got married, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jane was the one who married them. Yes. The most you know? perfect ceremony, <laughs> the best way it ever could have happened. It was amazing because like she, you know, gives her her speech when she's, you mm-hmm. know, basically uh, starting the ceremony and saying, you know, that some people say that their relationships were meant to be. Mm-hmm. This was not meant to be. Mm-mm. This was hard mm-hmm. and this took work. And had a lot of pain. Yes. Um, But this relationship is the way that it is because they choose each other. Yes. And that is like the best, the best part of the whole thing. And I just, I love them. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. It's so great. So, so yeah. So one of the things too that this show does, which, you know, it's, it's a very telenovela, Mm -hmm. you know, soap opera thing is that it has a lot of surprises. Yes. Like, you know, cliffhangers and, you know, the end of an episode and oh my God, Mm -hmm. you know. And of course, you know, Michael showing up was one of the biggest ones ever. Uh, do you have a favorite, you know, oh my God moment? Ooh. Um, 
I mean, I, I do love every time one of Sinrosha's masks comes off. Yes. That is always a great shock. When Michael's partner, the woman, the blonde woman, whose name yes, I can't remember, yes. but she was supposedly the cop from another state in the South that she came to Florida to work the case. Yeah, she was She was from Alabama. Yes. And the way that I know that is that the way that he figured out that she wasn't what she, who she was. Roll Tide. Which uh, yes. um, my husband and I actually, we lived in Alabama before we moved up here. Oh, no way. And, and in Tuscaloosa where, you know. Oh. You you basically like that's how you greet everybody. Oh like you don't goodness. say hello, you say roll tide. That's so wild. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was like I know this, yes. but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was the scene with the hospital shooting that happened. Yeah. That oh my goodness, I was on the edge of my seat. I could not wait to see what happened. But I love how they do all the twists and turns. And I think the best part of these cliffhangers mm-hmm. is the narrator and. My hearing is subpar, so I watch everything with subtitles anyways, um, Uh and because then I just know what's going on. Um, But (laughs) I – the subtitles always refer to him as Latin lover narrator. Really? Oh, my gosh. Always. It always says Latin lover narrator. That's – And so in my head, I just call him Latin lover narrator now. But (laughs) the way that he – narrates the twists and turns and cliffhangers I think adds so much more to it because it's a little silly and he makes his own jokes about everything going on and I just love it so much yeah yeah Mm he's like you know I know OMG (laughs) yes it's fantastic there was one point I think it was the marriage between uh, Zoe and and Rogelio it was either then or it was when Zoe was originally diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. it was one of those two where the narrator says something along the line of that this is something that is affecting everyone who loves Zoe mm-hmm. and I am one of those people who loves Zoe. And so sweet. So sweet. And made me wonder exactly who the narrator is. Yes. One of my initial theories was that the narrator is Matteo. Um, not the younger Matteo. The but grandfather. The grandfather Matteo who died when huh. Ziamara was young. Interesting. Yeah. So that's one of my theories. Yeah, I had never thought about it that way, but I know that when Adam was reintroduced to the storyline, he had his own narrator. Yes. And so I think that the conversation that was happening between the two narrators was just hysterical to me. It was, yeah. And then I thought one of the most interesting moments was when they were talking about, wait, Jane's love song is also Adam's? Is that that? And they're like, no, 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 that's Adam's cue. Like, that's right, his right. song. And so I I think that that is so funny, the way that the narrators talk to each other. Mm. And I think it drives the story in a really interesting way and helps you connect things and helps you figure out what the heck is going on. It's true. It's and, true. Yeah. You know, he's just hysterical. He is. Yeah, He's it's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved how when they had the two narrators, when you know they would they would like go over to Petra's storyline, mm-hmm. they would be like, "Oh my God, why are we following like, this, this blonde again? woman again?" Why? It's like, "Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." It was which yeah. you know it makes you think. Then in the story of Adam's life, every time we focus back on Jane, oh, we're on her again. Like right, I thought right. you broke up with her. <laughs> It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting and, and really does kind of give you an idea that all of these people are, you know, like all of us, we're all the stars of our own shows. Yes. Right? And yeah. interconnected in the weirdest ways. Yeah. Wild. Really wild. So, yeah. So, in addition to being surprising and funny yes. and wonderful, 
Just in general, wonderful. Uh, this show can also be really, really heartbreaking. It can. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's so wild because it's a roller coaster of, of emotions every single episode that you start off, you know, laughing your butt off. And by the end of it, you're like, hand me the Kleenex. I can't make it through the last five minutes. Yeah. And I think it's really amazing because even when it is sad and heartbreaking and all of those different things, it doesn't leave me feeling so depressed about the world. It's the kind of sad and heartbreaking that just makes you want another episode. Yeah. Not making you feel the <laughs> despair of like watching the news or something. Right, <laughs> I right. I don't even know, but it's just like, you're like, oh, wow, how horrible. What's next? Yeah. Give yeah. me the next show. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. There's never been anything that has made me feel like, oh, I can't watch this show anymore. Mm -hmm. Which there have been, you know, a lot of other shows where something terrible will happen. And for a while, it's like, I. Yeah, I'm I, just, I'm done. Know, no. I can't watch this. It yeah. hasn't happened. Yeah, no. It hasn't no. happened yet. It's always been, you know, oh, this is terrible. You know, how is everybody going to react to mm -hmm. it? As opposed to this is terrible and I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's uh, a little, you know, obvious, but I think my favorite heartbreaking moment was Michael yeah. dying. I actually was accidentally spoiled for that. Oh, no. Because I had gone to Wikipedia to, mm -hmm. like, look at the cast list and everything. And on Wikipedia, oh. in the cast list, they tell you basically the whole story. Wikipedia needs to be better about I that. I know, right? They, they should have, like, two separate pages. Right? It's like, like pre-spoiler, post-spoiler. Yeah, 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 exactly. But so I saw that, you know, that he, he dies, right? Oh, my goodness. I didn't see, like, specifics. Mm -hmm. But then, like, you know, they they telegraph it very early in the series. They yeah. say, you know, he, he loved Jane until mm -hmm. his last breath. Yes. Right? So, you know, at that point, I'm like, okay, I oh know that goodness. he dies. Well, yeah. with you knowing... I can't even imagine how that affects every single episode that you watch it being like, is this the one? Is yeah. he going to die? Is it this time? Is he going to be dead forever now? Yeah, yeah. But you're just waiting for it instead of the big yeah, surprise. Exactly. Which it's not really a surprise <laughs> by the time he dies. You know that something bad's going to happen yeah, because yeah. something bad always happens just when things are good. Yeah. But I can't imagine just ha being on the edge of your seat that much more. When yeah. is he going to die? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when he got shot, I was like, okay, this is obviously when he's going to die. And mm -hmm. then he started getting better. And so I had actually wondered if maybe the Wikipedia article had been written, like, when he was shot. Oh. And that maybe he gets better and he doesn't die. Mm, so when only. Well, yeah, hey, yeah, you never know. Possible. We never know. Yeah, we know nothing yeah. now. We have no idea. <laughs> None whatsoever. So, you know, when it got to the point where he he dies, and he died in a total, totally shocking, mm -hmm. you know, way that nobody could have expected yeah. what was going to happen. It was awful. Yeah. It was really horrible. And watching Jane try to survive that whole time of her life was just so, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, they finally were in this happy place. You know, after all their ups and downs, they finally were able to get married and get their house and figure things out. And then she's back with her abuela and crying and can't get out of bed and cries at everything. Yeah. And I just felt for her, you yeah. know? Yeah, me too. It was so bad. So that's why now I'm like, you know, it's exciting that Michael's back. But at the same time, yeah, that... do I want him back? Because she put in so much work to move on with her life. And now he's back and that's just going to open everything up again. And Yeah. You know, that's a... That's a wound that was, you know, mm -hmm. healed through really, really hard A lot work. of work. Yeah, yeah. Although, hey, when she came back that season after it, she got a killer haircut. So, she did. So, you know, <laughs> major life events, 
major hairstyle change. There you, know, you go. It happens. Yeah, I yeah. Think we've all been there. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that Alba, who of course lost her own husband, yes. was able to be the person to kind of bring her through it. Mm-hmm. And to be like, okay, you know, yeah, this is terrible and this is sad and you're going to, you know, cry and be mm-hmm. in bed for a while, but, you know, I. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. I'm going to open the curtains. You're mm-hmm. going to have some sunshine. And yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I can only imagine what it would have been like if she didn't have that support yeah. with her. Yeah. I think one of the most touching moments after that, though, after Michael dies, um, is when Jane is doing a book reading and Michael's mother, who had first been so opposed to anything, came up to her and is like, all right, I understand. Thank you. He would have approved of this. This is good. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it frustrated me so much the first time they were planning the wedding that the Michael's mother was just so against all of this. I was like, but but it's Jane. She's great. Why yeah, do we hate yeah. on Jane? Like, <laughs> I would marry Jane. Like, let's let's go. Right, let's right. do this. <laughs> and so, yeah, when finally she comes and is like, he would have loved this. I love this. Thank yeah. you. It's just such a healing moment for them. Yeah. And it yeah. was. I think that was really powerful to see. It really was. Yeah. I also, you know, keep trying to figure out what that actress is from because I feel like she's probably on every ABC oh, Family gosh drama comedy ever yeah she's yeah. like one of those actresses who's just it's in like everything. everything yeah i don't remember her name or exactly where i've seen her but i've definitely it's one of those seen faces, her right yeah. exactly it's really great how you not only have these harmonious family relationships mm-hmm. you also have these disharmonious ones absolutely so and that's definitely part of it and trying to get to a point where you can reconcile mm-hmm you know, even when things are so difficult that she's never liked her. Right. And, you know, made life difficult for them. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, she's a human being too. And yeah. she's Michael's mom. Yes. And that you, you, you understand and you feel for her. Yes. Yeah. It does a really good job of humanizing everyone. Even, you know, when people come in there and they're, they look like they're being awful or look like they're being mean and nasty and whatever. And then they help you realize, oh, wait, they're also a person who also has emotions and they're going through something. Yeah. The one person that I, well, actually, even with Magda, like that's, that's the, that's the one person where I was like, you know, no, she's, she's just completely evil. Okay. So you have to convince me then because I just can't get there with her. There, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact situation and it was that, I mean, she's. She is evil. Oh, she yeah. is really evil. Oh, yeah. But there was the moment when Petra finds out that she is not actually paralyzed and doesn't actually need that wheelchair. Mm. And it's this moment where you really see how Magda reacts to losing her daughter's trust. Yeah. Which she absolutely deserves because, you know, <laughs> she was lying to her and uh-huh. lying to everybody and had done horrible things. And, you know, it's it's kind of the same with Petra, that she's done horrible things, mm-hmm. but then you find behind that, like, she killed her sister, but she killed her sister because her sister was basically saying she was going to kidnap her kids. Yep. Or, you know, she, she nudges the uh, the body of... Oh, my gosh, yeah. yes. Pushing the body just over the boundary line. So it's it's the responsibility of the hotel next door. Yes. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, doing that because she has just, you know, yeah. resurrected the hotel mm-hmm. and... 
she needs that security for her family yeah. because Raphael has been in jail. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. she's got to do something for her family. Absolutely. Exactly. And if it takes mm-hmm. nudging a body over onto the other property line, then it's like, boy, will she do it? Exactly. Yeah. Go get your rake or whatever. <laughs> exactly. And you know, you're like, it, it, it is bad that she did this. And it is bad <laughs> that she like, you know, pushed her sister over the balcony. Yeah. Um, but, but we understand yeah. why. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, we get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they haven't had quite that amount of depth with uh, Magda. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit there of her, you know, wanting what she felt was best for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Of course, then she turns on her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And so, you know, that kind of like ruins it a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, Just a, a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, she decides to throw in with Aneshka mm-hmm. and screw Petra over, and then Aneshka dies, and she, you know, she My decides goodness. to go against Petra to pay her back for what she did to Aneshka. Oh. Um, yeah, it's it's so complicated. Uh- <laughs> right? Sometimes I feel like I just need to make a chart of everything. Yeah, Like, who's yes. doing what? Who hates who? Who's sleeping with who? Who's married to who? Yeah. And yeah. who's actually related to who? Yeah. And, you know, that those those lines, like if you did have a chart, mm-hmm. you have to redraw them every once every in a while. Every single time. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Like when I was uh, when I was preparing for, for the podcast, I was looking on YouTube and trying mm-hmm. to find, like, a Jane the Virgin recap or, yeah. or like, you know, summary or something. Mm-hmm. And it's not there. Like, you know, there really? are, like, individual episode recaps mm-hmm. but something that recaps the whole show everything just well because it's too crazy exactly it's too many things <laughs> can you imagine how long that video would be i know right it would be like you know at least the length of a regular episode oh yeah it's wild it's totally wild i love it yeah so there are a lot of questions that are still outstanding yes um we've talked a little bit about uh Raphael mm-hmm. and his family and who his family is going to wind up to be yes do you have any theories or I don't know that I have any theories for now, but I just can't wait to see how it's all connected. Because, because it definitely yeah, is. Oh, yeah. You know that it's not just going to be connected to one thing. It's going to be connected to, like, 16 different things. Yeah. And there's going to be a really big reason why Rose and Louisa are all caught up doing all of this shady business. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what it is. Me too. I just really hope that it's a full-length season and that they're not going to do anything crazy to us. Like, hey, it's the last season. We're only doing half as many episodes no. that would be awful that, <laughs> that would, would be, be awful cruel. yeah it'll be interesting like when when there was you know kind of that that question of who are Raphael's parents yeah. you know Pete and I were like oh he's totally related to Jane it's like that can you imagine oh my god oh my god and of course like she brings it up at mm-hmm. one point you know talking to him like you know I thought maybe you know maybe this was like a telenovela and you know you're actually <gasps> my brother yeah, yeah right and he's like oh no no that's yeah. not that's not what's going on <laughs> although you know you can never tell yeah you um, never know it'll it'll be very interesting mm-hmm. pretty much no matter you know how that uh how that shakes out yeah so there's you know the question of what Sinrostro is up to yes um which we talked a little bit about too mm-hmm. that she is either just trying to screw over Raphael for one reason or another or you know she's she is in jail she's not getting out of jail in any normal or, way or, yeah not <laughs> yeah. any normal way because we don't know that she will be in jail much longer it's true but we've like we've seen her like kill people in yes. front of the police oh like, yeah she she doesn't care anymore nope. she will just do whatever she needs to in order yep. to solidify her power so yeah. she's i have no so clue brutal. what's gonna happen next yeah because she's just 
she's kind of off the deep end. You really have no clue who she's going to kill or hurt or Mm -hmm. why. And, you know, sometimes things feel very calculated and there's a reason why she commits the crime she does. Mm -hmm. And other times you're like, wow, you're just in here trying to mess things up, huh? Yeah. Like how much destruction can you bring on? So I'm interested to see what she does. I'm interested to see what crazy things Petra does to try to make things right. Yeah. Because that's where Petra always gets herself in trouble is trying to make things right. (laughs) And then they just backfire every single time. Yeah. And I... I love Raphael and who he's become, and I don't want anything to hurt him. I just want to keep him safe. I know. Well, he's got a lot to go through. He does until you know before the end. So we'll we'll see how that how that works out. Oh my goodness! I really hope that he doesn't give up Luisa's location, which of course is what Sinrostro wants. Yep. Um, because she wants to know where Louisa is, mm-hmm. um, because she's kind of obsessed with Louisa, and Louisa's kind of obsessed with her. Which you know, I want Louisa to actually be able to like heal. Yeah, and it's just not yeah. gonna happen. No, it's gonna go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's, a good situation. It's so true. Example, exhibit A of toxic relationships (laughs) right there. Oh, yeah. They are the most toxic relationship. Yeah. And, you know, you you, you kind of get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, you're just, you know, shaking your head. It's like, no, honey. Oh, honey. Just stop. Just walk away. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And then, of course, there's Michael. Oh. Who, you know, is it Michael? Is it not Michael? Uh. Honestly, you know, I I honestly kind of hope it's not really him. Me too. But I hope that figuring things out doesn't ruin Jane too much. You know, whether it's him, whether it's not him, whether he's there to stay or can't be there for more than, however, you know, an hour, whatever. I just don't want it to tear her apart because she has put so much work into herself and she has tried so hard to heal and move on and be happy with what she has. And I just don't want to tear that apart. Yeah. So season five. Season five. Starts on Wednesday. Oh, I can't um, wait. This episode will probably come out uh, next Monday, which is April 1st. Okay. So it'll be after. Oh, my goodness. So we'll have start. some of these questions answered. It's but probably true. so many more questions coming up. It's so true. Um, so, yeah, season five, March 27th. What do you think we'll see? What would you like to see? Well, all I know is that when this ends, I just need her to be happy. Yeah. And it sounds so corny and so cheesy, but I just want her to be happy because we've watched her grow from this, you know, fledgling undergrad who is accidentally artificially inseminated. Right. To now (laughs) she's, you know, like she is Jane. Watch her take over the world. And she's doing great things and getting herself into crazy situations. And I just want, I want things to be tied up neatly. Yeah. And there are some shows that end and leave you on a cliffhanger. And I think that episode to episode, we definitely see those cliffhangers. Mm -hmm. But I kind of hope that at the end of the final season, I would love for things to be tied up in a nice little package. Yeah. Well, that's one of the benefits, of course, to knowing that this is the final season. Yes. You know, when you go into doing a TV show and you know that this is it, then Mm -hmm. you get to do that. And I think that they will. Yes. Because in addition to being, you know, a crazy telenovela, I don't know exactly how telenovelas end. I have have a feeling that it's much like soap operas where they just go on forever and they don't end. Yeah, but it's also a romance. And as we've seen Mm -hmm. in her career as a romance author, that there is an expectation that there is a happy ending. Yes. Um, So, you know, I definitely think that that that'll be... I want it to be happy. Me too. 
I really, I wanted to be happy for her, but I also wanted to be happy for Alba. Yes. And for Xiomara and for Rogelio, and I want everyone to just yes. figure something out. I don't want any of those people to die this season. <laughs> please yes, please don't please die. Don't, yeah, definitely. Like, don't, don't kill Zoe. Right? You know. Like, don't Let go to survive. any crazy unspecified locations <laughs> by yourself. Don't right, go down right. dark hallways by yourself. Right, right. It's like, stay, stay safe. alive. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, they'll definitely probably throw in things where you'll be afraid that they're going to die. Yes. Which is appropriate. Sure. But just as long as they all survive. Yes. Yep. You know, that'll, that'll, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we'll definitely. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited and I am scared. Yes. And, <laughs> and just really, really, really looking forward to, uh, to mm-hmm. seeing what they've got. I can't wait sleeves. to see what happens. It's going to be so cool. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. It was fun. Yeah, this has been great. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Hopeless Fancast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hopeless Fancast, on our Facebook page, The Hopeless Fancast, and find all of our episodes on hopelessfancast.com. If you enjoy our show, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash the hopeless fancast to find out more. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.